What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, and areas of the five boroughs. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app owned by Spotify. Why are you wasting your money on on a hosting site to promote your show and limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. It provides creation tools for you to edit, add music intros, outros, even background music, monetize, and distribute your podcast to streaming platforms. That way, you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes, the comedy entertainment unfiltered show about various topics in entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Plus, my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, which is also on Anchor and streaming services as well. It's an entertainment review show about the bodies of work of music artists such as rappers, singers, movies, and TV shows to determine whether they are a classic, fire, and masterpiece. Here's a bonus I want to point out about another feature is that you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships with no minimum listenership. These are the important keys to make a podcast. If you like to create a podcast and be a host like I'm doing right now, all you got to do is download the free Anchor phone app on your phones, computers, tablets, and laptops, or you can check out anchor.fm to get a head start on your podcast right now. Take advantage of the opportunity thrown in your face. If I can reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you for listening to the tips on how to start a podcast. Let's go. Good evening, everyone from all around the world, 
including Canada, Long Island, USA, five spots of the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka YouTuber who has two shows on YouTube right now, aka Lonely Nomad, aka Greginator, aka Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're now tuning in and listening and rocking with Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, episode 56. How do you like me now? I made it to the 50s and I'm almost there to the 60s. So give it up for the milestone. And listen, if you miss any previous episodes, um, don't don't worry, I got you. All you need to do is go grab the subscribe button. And while you're at it, enable alerts for more video content, upcoming episodes, and when the show goes in the air live via live stream, be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics. Be sure to download your favorite episodes. Be sure to um, share the video and also share the podcast along with all your streaming platforms, along with um, your friends. Um, first and foremost, before I start, I do want to apologize for not recording this past Saturday. I was extremely drained and exhausted from, from a long day of work. So this is my way of making this up to you guys. So I'm here. I haven't gone, I haven't really gone away. So I did take a two week hiatus and stuff. So I'm pretty good for now. So while I'm scrolling on Instagram, I know everybody's been kind of upset with the whole vaccine mandate and stuff. And this is one of the one of the subjects to talk about in this in this show. So um, of course, everyone knew everyone knows about the whole thing with Bill de Blasio, um, who 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 is basically trying to mandate um, vaccine um, proof as, as far as like a vaccination card or proof of a negative vaccine test in order to go to um, entertainment venues and stuff like that. How about this? How about I read an article to you guys so you can get what I'm talking about here from the New York Times, shall we? So let's let's do this. All right. Um, so New York Times is talking about the New York City to require proof of vaccination for indoor dining and gyms. And he did mention the movie theaters and stuff like that. So I'll get to that in in and all that stuff. So Mayor Bill de Blasio said the tough restrictions were necessary to encourage New Yorkers to get vaccinated and and cartel a third wave of coronavirus cases. Um, I will, before I even go to the next topic, I will start off by asking a question after I'm done reading this. So 
Um, anyway, New York City will become the first U.S. city to require proof of vaccination for a variety of activities for workers and customers, indoor dining, gyms, and movie theaters, a move intended to put pressure on people to get vaccinated, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced on Tuesday. The restrictions similar to mandates issued in France and Italy last month represent the, the most aggressive response to lagging vaccine lagging vaccination rates in the United States, and they come as the number of virus cases surge across the country. Mr. de Blasio said he hoped that other cities would implement similar measures. And he said, in quote, <clears throat> this is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders, Mr. de Blasio said. If you are vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. But if you are unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. Um, the vaccine requirement marks a new chapter in the fight against the coronavirus in a city that was once the epicenter of the pandemic and where more than 33,000 people have died from the virus. With the spread of the more contagious Delta variant, the average number of daily cases have, has jumped to more than 1,300, roughly six times the number in June. Now, I did ask, um, <clears throat> I did ask one of the managers about the whole Delta variant to see if, if he knows if the Delta variant is basically airborne. And he and he basically said that it is airborne. So I would be careful of what you breathe in, even though there's fresh air, but be careful on what you're breathing and pay attention. All right. I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I'm just, you know, letting you know. All right. Now. Vaccine mandates are accelerating across the country as both um, municipalities and private businesses have adopted them. On Tuesday, Tyson Foods told its 120,000 workers in offices, slaughterhouses, and poultry plants across the country that they would need to be vaccinated by November 1st as a condition of employment and Microsoft, which employs roughly 100,000 people in the United States, said it would require proof of vaccination for all employees, vendors, and guests to gain access to its offices. President, President Biden said on Tuesday that he believed other cities should follow New York City's lead in requiring proof of vaccination for restaurants and gyms. Quote, you have to give proof that you've been vaccinated or you can't come in, Mr. Biden told reporters. An even bigger push towards mandates could happen by the end of the month. The Food and Drug Administration has sped up its timetable for approving Pfizer um, BioNTech's vaccine, possibly by September. The three vaccines currently in use in the United States have been administered under an emergency 
authorization. Now, for those of you who say that it hasn't been um, approved by the FDA, listen, the FDA knew that this that this um, disease of the coronavirus and the Delta variant is is an emergency for people that need it. Now, there's your there's your um there's your proof right there that it's been administered and it's been tested and it's and it hasn't for those who keep talking about that it, it's been rushed how can you rush something like a vaccine if it hasn't been tested and it hasn't been because look you have people that volunteered there's been funding behind it um and you know I want to clear up the misconception that this COVID-19 vaccine would not give you any diseases whatsoever. It's not going to give you no disease whatsoever. So I would actually, you know, not listen to conspiracy theorists because last time I checked, conspiracy theorists don't have all the answers and they don't have all the facts. And and I don't mean to come down on conspiracy theorists, but but they don't want to spread fear to people. And I'm not liking this one bit. And by the way, folks, this is the segment of Chatting on the Jazz, which is a segment about the trending topics and particular stories that don't get the recognition um, that I will cover, which includes mass transit every now and then. So just to let you know about the segment um, for the new listeners out there and new YouTubers that's watching right now on your screen. So um, Mr. De, Mr. de Blasio announcement came at a day after he just declined to set an indoor mask mandate even as more cities and at least one state did so. He has instead prioritized vaccination, requiring city workers to get vaccinated or routinely tested and incentivizing vaccines for the public with an offer of $100 cash. Mr. de Blasio hopes that limiting many of the city's most popular social Activities to only vaccinated people may provide an even bigger incentive. The final list of type of businesses included in this new mandate was still being finalized, but museums are likely to also be included, according to a city official. City officials said that inspectors from the health department and other agencies would enforce the new rules, which would require workers and patrons to have received at least one dose of a vaccine and that restaurants could face fines. The logistics of monitoring the city's 25,000 restaurants and bars could be challenging and contentious. Um, Joseph Borelli, a city councilman from Staten Island, said that the rules would crush small businesses and that he was considering filing a lawsuit. 
He said a vaccine mandate would prevent many black and Latino residents from eating at restaurants because vaccination rates are lower in those communities. He said, in quote, I believe this is the spark that will get a lot of people very angry about the city's response, he said. This is going to create two separate classes of people. The measures in France prompted millions of people to book vaccine appointments and also sparked a series of huge protests. In New York, Broadway recently set its own requirement that theater goers must be vaccinated and wear masks in order to attend performances. Mr. de Blasio, a Democrat in his final year in office, he said he had consulted with officials from the Biden administration about the mandate and believed it would hold up in court. The rules will start on August 16th and enforcement will begin in mid-September when schools are expected to reopen and more workers could return to offices in Manhattan. Business groups in New York said that the mandate would be another hurdle for the hospitality industry, which was hit particularly hard during the pandemic. Quote, these new mandates are a burden that will be placed on hospitality staff that is already stretched thin, thin and this will only get worse, said Melissa uh, Fletcher, the president of the New York State Restaurant Association. Government is still making things harder on our industry. We can't make it much longer. But Andrew Ritchie, um, executive director of the New York City Hospitality Alliance said the new restrictions may prove an essential move to protecting public health and ensuring that New York City does not revert to restrictions and shutdown orders. The rules are effectively the first government enforced vaccine requirement for private workers in New York City. Last week, Mr. de Blasio issued a mandate requiring all 300,000 city employees to be vaccinated or face weekly virus testing. Some restaurant workers applauded the new mandate. Camilla um, Rinaldi, a former line cook at Martyr in Manhattan, who will sort as sole chefs at Great Jones Distillery in September, was relieved and wished it had been done sooner. Um, she said, in quote, this is about public health, she said. So if you are entitled to not have the vaccine and I am entitled to have the vaccine, I am also entitled to not want to be around you because I am taking care of myself and taking care of the whole community. Nicole Paseca, the owner of Jeepney in the East Village of Manhattan, felt caught between her concern for health for the health of her staff and the idea of infringing on people's rights. I want to do right, I want to do the right thing and say we need to be vaxxed, she said. I am also sensitive to people's personal choice and what they want to do with their bodies. Roughly two-thirds of adults in the city are fully vaccinated, according to city data. Although pockets of the city 
have lower rates. Mr. de Blasio's new initiative called the key to New York City Pass will require people to show proof of vaccination using the city's new digital app, the state's Excelsior app, or a paper card. Not everyone is going to agree with this. I understand that, Mr. de Blasio said, but for so many people, this is going to be a life-saving act. We are putting a mandate in place that is going to guarantee a much higher level of vaccination in the city. And that is the key to protecting people and the key to our recovery. U.S. Representative Adriano Espelot and James Sanders Jr., a state senator, were among Black and Latino leaders who praised the new measures. Mr. Sanders represents Southeast Queens, a part of the city that had one of the highest rates of death from COVID-19 in the first wave of the virus, and that now has one of the highest proportions of unvaccinated people in the city. You have the right to your body, of course, but you do not have the right to kill other people, Mr. Sanders said at the mayor's briefing. A strong stance needs to be taken. New Yorkers will be able to continue to dine outdoors without showing proof of vaccination. Mr. de Blasio said that city officials were discussing details like whether children younger than 12 years old who cannot be vaccinated yet can dine indoors at restaurants or visit a movie theater. The new mandate will certainly cause debate among residents in a city where millions remain unvaccinated. Josh Richardson, 30, a building maintenance worker from Brooklyn who was unvaccinated said he opposed the new rule. You are forcing people to get something they don't want, said Mr. Richardson. That's not fair to the people. Rachel White, age 58, a teacher at a public high school who lives in Brooklyn, said she supported the idea. As a vaccinated person, it has been so discouraging to see the pandemic continuing because of the high number of, of unvaccinated people, she said. Health experts welcomed the new restrictions while pushing Mr. de Blasio to move more quickly on mandates and masking requirements. Dr. Waha El Sador, an ep epidemiology professor at College University, said it was a good it was a good policy and should start immediately. Um, there are existing ways to show you are vaccinated. So why wait at this point, she said. Gabriel Stolman implemented a vaccine requirement at his West Village restaurants in June with hardly any pushback from customers. The reality is that it didn't ruffle many feathers, he said. Mr. Stolman said that most of his customers believe in the vaccine. For anyone who is not vaccinated, I still got a seat for you. You can still eat here, he said, outside. Wow. Wow, that's that's very that's very interesting points. 
Um, before I even go to the next topic, I said I was going to ask a question, but I want to um, be a myth buster for a sec, actually, to how do vaccines work? All right. Now, I want to actually go over something, actually. So, so let me read to you from, um, from World Health Organization in terms of, how, well, let me see. Actually, I'm trying to find out some information on how vaccines work. So just give me a second. I'm just looking for some information here, folks. Um, okay, how does COVID-19 vaccines work? Okay, let's see. All right, so let's go to the CDC right here. How vaccines work, all right? So um, the immune system, the body's defense against infection, to understand how COVID-19 vaccines work, it helps to first look at how our bodies fight illness. When germs such as the virus that causes COVID-19 invade our bodies, they attack and multiply. This invasion called an infection is what causes illness. Our immune system uses several tools to fight infection. Blood contains red cells, which carry oxygen to tissues and organs and white or immune cells which fight infection different types of white blood cells fight infection in different ways um microphages um microphages are white blood cells that swallow up and digest germs and dead or dying cells the microphages leave behind parts of the invading germs called antigens. The body identifies antigens as dangerous and stimulates antibodies to attack them. B lymphocytes. Okay, B lymphocytes are defensive white blood cells. They produce antibodies that attack the pieces of the virus left behind by the microphages. Microphages. T lymphocytes are another type of defensive white blood cell. They attack cells in the body that have already been infected. The first time a person is infected with the virus that causes COVID-19, it can take several days or weeks for the body to make and use all the germifying tools needed to get over the infection. After the infection, the person's immune system remembers what it learned about how to protect the body against that disease. The body keeps a few T lymphocytes called memory cells that go into action quickly if the body encounters the same virus again. When the familiar antigens are detected, B lymphocytes produce antibodies to attack them. Experts are still learning how long these memory cells protect a person against the virus that causes COVID-19. Now, how do how COVID-19 vaccines work? Okay, different types of vaccines work in different ways to offer protection. 
But with all types of vaccines, the body is left with a supply of memory T lymphocytes, as well as B lymphocytes that will remember now to fight that virus in the future. It typically takes a few weeks after vaccination for the body to produce T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes. Therefore, it is possible that a person could be infected with the virus that causes COVID-19 just before or, at, or just after vaccination and then get sick with the vaccine did not have enough time to provide protection. Hold on, guys, while I take a drink. <clears throat> Okay, <clears throat> sometimes after vaccination, the process of building immunity can cause symptoms such as fever. These symptoms are normal and are signs that the body is building immunity. So the types of vaccines. So, okay, there's three main types of COVID-19 vaccines that are authorized and um recommended or ongoing large-scale phase three clinical trials in the United States. Um, of course, below is a description of how each type of vaccine prompts our bodies to recognize and protect us from the virus that causes COVID-19. None of these vaccines can give you COVID-19. Myth busted. Okay, so all mRNA vaccines contain material from the virus that causes COVID-19 that gives our cells instructions for how to make a harmless protein that is unique to the virus. After our cells make copies of the protein, they destroy the generic, excuse me, the genetic material from the vaccine. Our bodies recognize that the protein should not be there and build T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes that will remember how to fight the virus that causes COVID-19 if we are infected in the future. Protein subunit vaccines include harmless pieces, um, which is proteins of the virus that causes COVID-19 instead of the entire germ. Once vaccinated, our bodies recognize that the protein should not be there and build T lymphocytes and antibodies that will remember how to fight the virus that causes COVID-19 if we are infected in the future. Vector vaccines contain a modified version of a different virus than the one that causes COVID-19. Inside the shell of the modified virus, there is material from the virus that causes COVID-19. This is called viral vector. Once the viral vector is inside our cells, the genetic material gives cells instructions to make a protein that is unique to the virus that causes COVID-19. 
Using these instructions, our cells make copies of the protein. This prompts our bodies to build T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes that will remember how to fight that virus if we are infected in the future. Um, some COVID-19 require more than one shot. Um, okay. To be fully vaccinated, you would need two shots of some COVID-19 vaccines. Two shots, if you get a COVID-19 vaccine that requires two shots, you're considered fully vaccinated two weeks after you, after your second shot. Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19's vaccine requires two shots. One shot, if you get a COVID-19 vaccine that requires one shot, you are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after your shot. Johnson & Johnson, I'm probably not gonna really take that. So COVID-19 vaccine only requires one shot. So I'm not even gonna really bother with that one. Um, if it has been less than two weeks since your shot, or if you still need to get your second shot, you are not fully protected. Keep taking steps to protect yourself and others until you are fully vaccinated. Um, and there you have it. That's how vaccines work. All these myths, all these conspiracy theories you guys have been hearing from YouTube and other people have been busted. Now, for those of you who, who don't know about the ingredients, um, I did talk about this in the previous episode, in episode 10, but as I was listening to it, it kind of like, um, you know, kind of, as I was talking about it, it kind of got distorted or something like that. So, um, okay, so I might go over this ingredients again, so... Just bear with me before I even get to. All right. All right, we're going to go over the ingredients. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if anybody heard me talk about this in episode 10, but um, let's see. Yes. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um. Hang on, guys. Um, trying to look for something. Hang on. That's not okay. Here we go. All right. A simple breakdown of the ingredients in the COVID nineteen vaccines. Here we go. So, three COVID nineteen vaccines have been granted emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration since mid-December 2020 of last year, which I kind of knew, which I know some people may know about this, but some people didn't. Prior to authorization by the FDA, these vaccines underwent the same rigorous safety and effectiveness standards as all other vaccines, which means it hasn't been rushed. It's been a process of you know, testing, volunteering from people, 
and of course funding has been involved too. Um, quickly, vaccine distribution began um, starting, starting with health prof care professionals on the front lines of patient care. Um, once available to the broader public, it's critical that a high percentage of the population receive the vaccine in order to achieve herd immunity against COVID-19. Herd immunity occurs when most of the population is immune to an infectious disease, either from previous infection and or vaccination and provides indirect protection to those who are not immune to disease. There are, there have been some, there have been many rumors flying around on the internet about what's in the vaccine. Um, some rumors suggested that the vaccines contain gluten, wheat, eggs, and even be vermin. All that is simply untrue. <clears throat> okay, so the COVID-19 vaccines, um, there are two COVID-19 messenger um, ribonucleic acid vaccines currently authorized for emergent use in the United States, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines. A third vaccine developed by Johnson & Johnson uses a viral vector platform. platform. Conventional vaccines rely on weakened and inactivated um, pathogens or a fragment of the pathogens to trigger an immune response. In contrast, the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines use a new approach by which mRNA is delivered into our cells to provide the genetic instructions for our own cells to temporarily make a specific viral protein, the coronavirus spike protein that triggers an immune response. The J&J COVID-19 vaccine is a type of replication incompetent vector vaccine. This vaccine also contains the genetic instructions to express a stabilized coronavirus spike protein, but instead of mRNA, these instructions are delivered via DNA stored inside a modified vector virus. Um, adenovirus 26. This adenovirus has been engineered to enter the human cells and deliver the desired genetic information without replicating itself or causing illness. Once inside the cells, the DNA encoding for the coronavirus spike protein can be read by the cell and transcribed into mRNA. At this point, the J&J &J vaccine acts similarly similarly to the mRNA vaccines. Okay, so <clears throat> um, the Pfizer COVID-19 is made of the following ingredients. Okay, mRNA, also known as messenger or ribonucleic acid. mRNA is the only active ingredient in the vaccine. The mRNA molecules contain the genetic material that provides instructions for our body on how to make a viral pr protein that triggers an immune response within our bodies. 
the immune response is what causes our bodies to make the antibodies needed to protect us from getting infected if exposed to the coronavirus. Okay. <clears throat> there are rumors that mRNA vaccines will alter our DNA because the RNA molecule can convert information stored in DNA into proteins. That's simply not true. It's critical to note that the mRNA vaccines never enter the nucleus of the cell where our DNA is stored. After injection, the mRNA from the vaccine is released into the um, cytoplasm of the cells. Once the viral protein is made and on the surface of the cell, mRNA is broken down and the body permanently gets rid of it, therefore making it impossible to change our DNA. Hold on, guys. <clears throat> All right, lipids. The following lipids are in the new COVID-19 vaccine. Their main role is to protect the mRNA and provide somewhat of a greasy exterior that helps the mRNA slide inside the cells. Um, okay, I'm gonna try my best to pronounce this. so. So forgive me. Um, four um, hydro hydroxy bottle um, bis um, two hexy. Um, anyway, let me let me let me just get through this. One two destro single zero three phosphate chlorine, cholesterol, salts. The following salts are included in the Pfizer vaccine and help balance the acidity in your body. Potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate, sugar, basic table sugar, also known as sucrose, um, can also be found in the new COVID-19 vaccine, the COVID, COVID vaccine to be exact. This ingredient helps the molecules maintain their shape during freezing. Now to the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is made of the following ingredients. Um, mRNA, like the Pfizer vaccine, Moderna is also using mRNA technology to build antibodies against COVID-19. Lipids, the Moderna vaccine also requires lipids to help deliver the mRNA to the cells. SM102, um, cholesterol, um, one, two, one, two, um, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna butcher this, so let me just skip that one. The remaining ingredients below, including acids, acid stabilizers, salt, and sugar all work together to maintain the stability of the vaccine after it's produced. Acids, acidic acid, acid stabilizers, tromethamine, and 
tromethamphetamine hydrochloride, salt, sodium acetate, sugar, sucrose. Um, you know what? I'm not even gonna read about the 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 Johnson and Johnson ingredients. You guys are more welcome to actually um look 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 for the um ingredients through your research on your own. So now um before I go to the next topic, um I want to ask all the people out there who are you know anti-vaccine, right? <clears throat> um the people all right, let me just say this. <clears throat> Would you rather have a second lockdown and everybody gets unemployed and people's mental health, including the disabled people um, on a rise? Is that really worth, is that really worth it? And the reason why I bring up disabled people is because of not only the disabled people in the five boroughs, but it's also about the people in the middle of Long Island that's also disabled. I was watching a YouTuber who was actually um, going through a lot, actually. Yes, he. Um, this person was um, depressed. And, you know, if this second lockdown happens and we have for an economic tsunami, it's going to um, it's going to hurt the people, especially disabled people, especially especially the hardworking people who have jobs and every, and everything else. So I feel like, look, and from, from what I read earlier, um, it's not about your personal feelings and your personal rights or whatever case scenario may be. Because I know everybody's going to hate me for saying this, but nobody, nobody in the human race for years has been invincible to a to a disease. Nobody is invincible to a disease. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It does not matter how many times you wash your hands with soap. And this Delta variant is dangerous. And we're dealing with so many battles going on. We're dealing with the coronavirus. We're dealing with the Delta variant that's been multiplying not only to Missouri, then you have New Jersey, and then somewhere upstate New York. When I found out about this through an article recently that I read, I was pretty scared, man. And you know what? I'm going to do what I can to actually not only take care of myself and and of course I would love to go to places knowing that I'm doing my part to do what's best for me health wise and I'm not going to announce when I'm going to do it. But everything is not for the gram. So I'm not going to say anything on the gram about that. And I'm not going to say anything about 
what day exactly I'm going to do it. So all you need to know is that I am going to do the best I can to take care of myself. So um, I will I will give you an update on how it goes. But other than that, like I said before, man, nobody is invincible to a disease. Nobody, nobody. And 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 this is this is fucking facts here, man. This is not a conspiracy theory here. This is facts. I'm not immune to a disease, and neither is anybody out there, and neither are you. So for those of you complaining about oh your rights is getting taken away or whatever, but here's 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 the here's the one thing. Do you not care about your loved ones? Do you not care about your family members? Do you not care about I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure everyone out there that has friends that are disabled as well. Especially especially in Long Island, New York, in the middle of Long Island. I'm pretty sure everybody out there has friends that are disabled that's actually struggling with all this pandemic stuff. Well, I call it the slandemic because it's been ruining lives. And it's crazy for me to read about how Queens um, has fatalities of this COVID-19 disease. This is not, this is not pretty. And I would much rather see something, I would much rather see things get better. Because look, before I go to the next topic, I know everybody out there is uncomfortable doing things, but sometimes you sometimes doing you have to do something that's very uncomfortable instead of being comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm being fucking real here. You know what I'm saying? This is fucking real right here. So to get out of this, in order for you to be with your friends and stuff like that, this is not me saying this. But you got to do your part by not being selfish, by not doing any harm to people while you're not vaccinated. And and these are the ways of the myths that I actually decided to bust today. So all these all these conspiracy theories you've been hearing and all these myths has been busted. You know what? Let's blow up these myths with a bang. And another one. And here we go. Here we go with another topic here. Um, so recently, LAPD has been investigating an NBA player, Jason Jackson Hayes, to be exact. Um, so here we go. 
Los Angeles Police Department announced on Tuesday that they would be investigating whether police officers used excessive force when New Orleans basketball player Jackson Hayes was arrested last week. According to CBS Los Angeles, a categorical use of force investigation was launched by the police department into Hayes' arrest, which is a type of investigation generally reserved for officers who may have used deadly force during an incident. The investigation into the incident was originally launched as a non-categorical use of force investigation, denoting less extreme force used in the incident, but LAPD chief might Michael Moore said, um, no, Mitchell Moore um, said this was later amended after investigators found out that Hayes had filed a complaint that his neck had been constrained and restricted and he could not breathe, Los Angeles noted. Last week, Hayes was arrested early Wednesday morning when police were responding to a domestic dispute report the Associated Press reported. According to police, they had asked Hayes to remain outside of a residence while they tried to speak to a victim inside and said that body camera footage showed Hayes proceeding to try to enter the residence anyway. Police alleged that Hayes pushed an officer against a wall after officers tried to place his hands behind his back. The AP reported, police said they got Hayes on the ground and used several measures, including tasing him twice when they say he tried to get up. According to TMZ, he was later released from jail and posted a $25,000 bond. $25, bond. The AP noted that the Pelicans put out a short statement Following the arrest, Hayes saying, we are working in conjunction with the NBA and Jackson's representatives to gather more information and we'll have no further comment at this time. Video footage obtained by TMZ Sports on Wednesday shows Hayes being tased by police. TMZ Sports noted that the beginning of the video only shows Hayes just seconds before he gets tased. In 2020, Milwaukee Bucks basketball player Sterling Brown reached a settlement with the city of Milwaukee regarding an incident in January 2018 when police tackled Brown to the ground and tased him, CNN reported. The Hill has reached out to LAPD and the New Orleans Pelicans for comment. Okay. Um, now, I don't know what I, I don't know what else to say on this one. But I'm pretty sure. Let me see if there's there's gotta be more information about this too. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's gotta be more to the story though. Um, TMZ Sports has obtained video showing the controversial arrest of New Orleans Pelicans Senate Jackson Hayes, an incident LAPD is now investigating for possible use of excessive force. The clip starts with 21-year-old Hayes, the number eight overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft tussling on the ground with three police officers who who um, <clears throat> who are attempting to control 
and cuff Jackson. One of the cops presses his taser against the Pelican Center's chest and shocks him. Oh my gosh. Backup eventually arrives and the video shuts off as the man recording is approached by police. Hayes was ultimately taken into custody around 3 a.m. before treated at a local hospital for minor injuries sustained during the altercation. He was charged with resisting arrest and posted a $25,000 bond. On Tuesday, um, Los Angeles PD um, Michael Moore announced the department launched an investigation into the arrest after Hayes alleged force was applied to his neck, causing difficulty breathing. It's important to note that the video we attained starts with Jason on the ground and the taser um, against his body. TMZ Sports did not edit the starting point of the video. However, what happened before the video starts rolling is critical cause cops say Hayes is the one who started and escalated the physical confrontation. Police claim when they arrive on the scene, Hayes attempted to enter the home despite the, their commands before he ultimately shoved an officer injuring him. In quote, body-worn video, video captured Hayes repeatedly attempting to enter the residence despite officers blocking his path and verbal commands for him to remain outside, police said in a statement. Officers requested a backup and they attempted to place Hayes' hands behind his back. However, Hayes broke free of the officers' grabs and pushed one of the officers into a wall. 6'11", 220 pound Hayes, who signed a three-year, 15-point $3 million deal in 19, averaged 7.5 points and 4.3 boards this season for the Pels. Okay. Okay. Um, now, another topic that I want to actually talk about is, okay. So, for the past couple of weeks of me going to work, I've been seeing this, the the bus ad for Jack Pocket, which is one of the topics that I'm, that's going to be discussed today. Um, and I thought I look into this and see how, and this looked interesting, so I'm actually going to consider going going with it. So we're going to do this. So. This is from jackpocket.com slash team. Okay, who we are, Jackpocket's mission is to create a more convenient, fun, and responsible way to play the lottery. We're the first officially licensed third-party lottery app in the U.S. to offer players a secure way to place official state lottery tickets by helping today's players participate in the lottery from the convenience of their smartphones. Jackpocket also helps state lotteries drive incremental revenue to fund essential state programs such as education, veteran services, natural resources, and more. And of course, this is the board members of Carrie Lay, Jonathan and Bigger, 
um, Boot Run Ventures, Conductive Ventures, Adam Rothstein, Subversive Capital, Senior Advisors, Craig Billings, CFO and President Wynn Casinos, Chief Digital Officer, Aristocrat, Gavin Isaacs, Board DraftKings, former CEO, Scientific Games. Paul Palmetti, Paul Palmieri, Palmieri, Paul Palmieri. Okay. Grit Capital, Millennium, um, Millennial Media. Okay. So um, let me see. It's got to be more to this story too, man. It's got to be more to this story. Hang on a minute, guys. Um, hang on a minute. Uh, wait. Okay, hang on. Hang on. So, for those of you who may not know what Jack Pocket is, Jack Pocket is a lottery courier app that customers can use to buy lottery tickets online. Multiple states have approved the Jack Pocket app to purchase tickets from authorized retailers on behalf of customers, providing them convenient access to official lottery tickets through their mobile devices. Okay. So Jack Pocket is an authorized lottery courier service that allows customers to purchase real lottery tickets online. Winnings under under $600 are paid instantly online while larger prizes are paid by physical delivery to the winning customer. Um, okay. Of course, which state is Jackpocket Lottery app legal in? Jackpocket is headquartered out of New York and offers its lottery courier service in the following jurisdictions, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, and Washington, DC. Unlike similar services that have come and gone over the years, Jackpocket works hand in hand with state regulators to ensure its legality legality and avoid stepping on any toes. For instance, Jackpocket launched in New Jersey in 2019 with the explicit approval of the New Jersey Lottery as the state's first registered lottery career service. Jackpocket was funded in 2013 but was reached much higher levels of prominence in more recent years. With that in mind, today's Jackpocket review will explain how it works and what users can expect. Jackpocket and new customer promotions. Jackpocket bonuses are infrequent and tend to be smaller, but new lottery, lottery players can sign up today to receive $3 off their first order. New customers do not need a bonus code to claim this offer. Simply visit the Jackpocket website or download the app to sign up for an account and receive $3 off of your first order. So to claim your bonus, visit jackpocket.com. Download the mobile app for iOS and Android phones. Make a deposit, place your first order, Jackpocket will 
apply the discount at checkout. How Jackpocket works. Um, Jackpocket on a simple premise, purchasing authentic lottery tickets on behalf of customers. Users log into the app, make their picks, and submit their orders. Doing so prompts Jackpocket to purchase tickets for those customers from an authorized retailer, upload a scan image for each ticket, and notify customers of any winning tickets. Hang on, guys. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. Jackpocket users may pick their numbers, opt for random picks, purchase one ticket at a time, or set up recurring subscriptions to ensure they never miss a drawing. Jackpot also supports team play, allowing friends to pull their resources to purchase tickets in bulk. Um, <clears throat> Jackpocket app review. Jackpocket CEO Peter Sullivan comes from a user interface, user experience background, and the experience shows in the app's design. <clears throat> Excuse me. As a result, the Jackpocket app is easy to use despite offering a relatively large number of features. Public pools, large pool excuse me, large public pools to be exact, cost one ticket to enter and winnings from all tickets are split evenly among all players. Private pools, invite friends and family to participate in private pools where Jackpocket automatically distributes prizes among participants based on the number of tickets each purchase. Um, the more tickets you buy, the bigger you share of the prize pool. Invite your friends to private pools. After creating a private pool, Jackpocket customers can invite their friends via quick share links to send an email, text message, or social media invite. Refer a friend. Users can use the refer a friend to earn $10 for every friend they refer who makes a deposit. Each friend also gets $2 just for being referred. Auto funding. The auto fund feature allows customers to automatically refill their accounts if their balance dips below a pre-selected amount. Autoplay subscriptions. The autoplay feature um, allows users to purchase tickets for every drawing automatically. Select the autoplay menu item from the app to set a recurring subscription to any game. Customers can choose quick pick for random numbers or have the app purchase specific numbers each time. This feature works well in tandem with auto funding to ensure users never miss a drawing. Find a retailer. Customers can use the Find a Retailer tool to launch a map of all nearby ticket retailers for in-person purchases. This feature is 
available in all 50 states. Is Jack Pocket safe? Jack Pocket is headquartered in the USA and works closely with the state regulators in each state in which it operates. In some states, the lottery formally recognizes Jack Pocket as an authorized ticket courier service. Additionally, the ticket look feature ensures Jack Pocket securely ties tickets to each user's identity. When a customer orders a ticket through the app, Jack Pocket purchases a real ticket, scans an image of the ticket, and watermarks the image with the customer's name. Jack Pocket stores each ticket in a fireproof safe under strict access control policies. Customers also receive an email with an image of the ticket, ticket information, serial number, and other details to further confirm ownership of each ticket. Deposit methods. Jackpocket methods vary by state. Customers can log into the app and choose their state to instantly view a list of accepted deposit methods or visit the Jackpocket on facts here for specifics on the jurisdiction. Some of the options customers may find include the following. There's PayPal. Jackpocket is such payments via PayPal, but only from personal accounts linked to a confirmed bank account. Bank transfer. Uh, transfer funds by selecting your bank from the list and logging into your bank's online banking features to send money straight to your Jackpocket account. E-check. If your bank is not listed for a bank transfer deposit, select E-check to manually input your bank's routing number and checking account number to make an electric banking deposit. Play Plus. The Jackpocket Play Plus card is part e-wallet, part prepaid debit card. You can sign up and make an electronic deposit that same day, but you will also receive a physical card by mail to make an indoor purchases and withdraw cash at ATMs. Credit and debit cards. Jackpot accepts Visa, MasterCard, and Discover in most states. However, many banks restrict transfers to online lottery and gambling sites, even those licensed in your state. Therefore, Jackpocket rep- recommends um, customers use Play Plus to play their accounts via credit or debit card. Apple Pay. Users with d- Apple devices can use Apple Pay to fund their Jackpocket um, accounts securely. Learn more about Apple Pay here. Okay, um, when would Jackpocket, well, yeah, I'm not going to read that one. Um, Jack, responsible gambling. Jackpocket takes a proactive approach to responsible gambling by meeting or exceeding all state requirements in this regard. Use, users can log into set spending and deposit limits per day, week, and month. Jackpocket automatically caps all spending to no more than $100 per day and deposits to $285 per day. But users can select lower limits if they wish. 
I'm probably not going to be using um, using this app. Um, you know, I never played the New York Lottery before, and and to be honest with you, um, it's like it's like playing a raffle, but but the difference is is with numbers. So I'm probably not going to really download the app. So probably not not for me because I got two bills and bus fare and stuff I have to take care of. So. So I leave that to other people to do that, and they and, and they can see for themselves. So, um, okay, Jack Pocket also offers self exclusion. Users can set self exclusion periods of thirty, sixty, or ninety days, or permanently. Jack Pocket state by state information. Um, Jack Pocket conforms to the rules in each state in which it operates, which means the types of games available for purchase online and how winnings are paid vary by state. Generally, winning over under $600 are credited straight to players' accounts while larger prizes prompt jackpocket to securely transfer the physical ticket to the winner to be claimed in person from the lottery. Um, I already mentioned the states already. Um, however, many state lotteries allow users to claim prizes larger than 600 and under a certain amounts by mail to enhance the convenience of playing with jackpocket. In any state, customers who choose to claim their winnings by mail should take several steps to protect their tickets. Sign the back of each ticket, take pictures of the front and back of the winning tickets, save a copy of the completed claim form, send tickets and claim forms via registered mail. Um, <clears throat> so these are the states again, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Hampshire, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, D.C. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What other topic to talk about here? Um, okay. Okay. Um, so... There was a recent versus battle that went down last Tuesday. All right. Um, so this is according to pitchfork.com and the best and the worst of this set and the locks versus battle. So the story goes like this. Last night, New Yorkers filed into the theater at Madison Square Garden wearing their sharpest fitted caps, replete with freshly ironed on patches to watch the heavyweight versus clash between two of the area's most animated, ridiculous, and iconic crews, Yonkers Deluxe and Harlem's Dipset. Many recent versus battles have lacked the spontaneous, spontaneous, um, Spontaneity, spontaneity that originally defined the series when it provided a fun break from the endless street stress and boredom of the early days of the pandemic. 
I had to make sure I said the word spontaneity, folks. So so forgive me for butchering that. Um but this but a stage this grand turned out to be a fitting for a handful of the largest personalities in a city full of them. The live crowd was riled up like they were about to watch Tyson versus Holyfield. JD Case was breaking out old DJ Clue freestyles. Cameron was relaxing on a bench chair. Jim Jones was wearing all leather. Here are some highlights and low lights from what turned out to be a spiritual experience. I already seen it already. Everybody saw it actually. Um, so the best crowd, the best the crowd shots. Behold, Mellow with a cigar in his mouth, looking like an oil tycoon. An <laughs> oil, an oil tycoon. Wow, who just busted a union? Oh wow! <laughs> and then you have Fat Joe dropped his mask, reveal a freshly lined up beard. Oh wow! So both of them were in the audience, um, and this dude who was taking a break from his job as a Grand Theft Auto character, um, worst the endless warm up DJ sets. I understand that there there is practically a government mandate that requires New York rap crowds to be hyped up with a mix of Jay Z and Biggie classics, but how long must these sets last? The only good part about the lack of live shows in the past year is that I didn't have to sit through the um the oblig obligatory all the way up sing along somehow Fat Joe's polit politicking has helped the song squeeze its way into the New York rap classic canon and I and I for one do not think it deserves to be there. So, worse, Michael Buff Michael Buffer reading the locks and this set facts off, off of an index card. Oh boy! Now this is just doing too much. He even struggled through the pronunciation of Sheik Luch, which is not that hard to pronounce. Will the Sheik Luch disrespect never end? So, best Jada Kiss shit talk. I'll never let a let a nigga let let a pants beat me. Jadakiss to Jim Jones. Cam, you live in Miami. Jadakiss after Cameron tried to question the locks New York's bona fides. These niggas don't know what Grammys look like. They know what Grammys look like. Jadakiss. Freaky Ziggy is like the fat nigga from Drew Hill. <laughs> Whoa! He's getting free money. He. Got a mic for <laughs> Oh shit. They do a new song. I don't know that shit. Jada Kids after Jim Jones broke out the 2003 mixtape. <laughs> Purple. Purple City by Bird Gang. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in bed watching the honeymoon. <laughs> oh shit. Best. The locks beginning. They're set with fucky. 
This set the hostile but loving energy from the jump. Jadakiss was so worked up, he threw a stack of money on the ground, which he later picked up and returned to his pocket. Worse, Jim Jones had to tow Letterfit. Oh, wow. Yeah, everybody knows the leather jacket he was wearing, man. Like, who wears a leather jacket in the summertime, man? Think about it here. You know what I mean? Think about it. <laughs> Think about it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jada Kiss and Styles P rapping banned from TV in a back-to-back -back pose. Their chemistry is unmatched, and watching them weave between each other's verses was magical as a kid's first trip to Coney Island. Um, Cam's chain of an iconic pink fur photo. Oh, boy. His vanity is inspirational. Best Cam and Freaky Ziki mocked the locks. They marched around the stage like Damon Wayans in major pain during the locks performance of their lockstep hit Mighty D-Block. And Cam followed the song with the question, are we in this fucking army? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Best flex. Bless, okay. Best flex. Funk flex. Um, moderating the stream's comments. Oh, boy. Where's this set? lack of chemistry. More than 20 years in, this set are still completely out of sync. They hardly knew the words to their own songs and you could occasionally feel the years of tension between them on stage. Though, to their credit, the group inner turmoil and drama has always been part of the experience. What is Jimmy whispering in Jadakiss's Jedi Kiss, ear? Hold on. Some possibilities can you get me a discount for juices for life? You should come out to Jersey. I just built my brand new indoor gym. Did you invite Fat? Did you invite Fat Joe? <laughs> Do you have a change of shorts in the in the back? I didn't realize leather sweatpants would make me sweat this much. <laughs> Best Jada Kid's passion for live performance. Most versus battles um, have been about hit songs, and the locks have plenty of those. But Jada Kid's opted to make this night a celebration of hashtag rapping while hitting every syllable and writing over instrumentals with no help from backing tracks. He led the locks through a couple of classic mixtapes freestyles. It was kind of unexpected and mind-blowing, and this set probably should have filed suit. Worst, Joel Santana doesn't give a shit. Cam was steadily hand who attempted to merge the crew's theatrics with a solid stage presence. Jim, at least, brought out props and squeezed in a couple of self-mythological Logizing monologues. Freaky Ziggy was uh, doing Freaky Ziggy things. 
But the real disappointment was Joel's, who has always been criticized for not taking rap seriously enough. And that played out last night, too. On stage, he rapped like he could care less. And most of the time, seemed more worried about who had the bottles. The only things he put effort into were his throwback outfits and doing insane bits like pretending to nap during a Styles P acapella. Never changed, Jewels. Best Sheik Luke's bass in his moment. For a minute, for a minute, Sheik Luke stole the show with his verse on Puffs. It's all about the Benjamins. Put some respect on his man's name. Sometimes considered a hanger on, he once again proves himself to be a crucial member of the trio. Also, somebody sent me his lifting routine. <laughs> Oh man, hold on. I need to take a drink on this one. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, hold on. Am I reading this right? This this thing said, put some respect on this man's name, sometimes considered a hanger on. He once again proved himself to be a crucial member of the trio. Also, somebody sent me his lifting routine. <laughs> oh shit. Worst <laughs> Freaky Zeke's dancing. He needed to be escorted off the stage after pulling out a pelvic thrust so aggressively. Obscene that even a 90s sing RB singer would be shocked. <laughs> oh shit. And then there's um Best Freaky Ziggy Soul gets exercised during Kayla Cam. Best a juror arrives to place a chain around Jim's neck before performing We Fly High. Jada Kids then chimed in to say, lovingly, don't give it back after the show. Best New York City won. Let's make it clear. The Locks did not win this versus. It was a thrashing, but the night was not about that. It was about New York, a homage to the city's rap in history and all of the great music and personalities that have come from it. The locks and dipset may represent an error that has passed, but every time the two crews grace the stage, their turn of the century heyday comes rushing back. At the end of the night, after all the world, excuse me, after all the vitriol, they stood on stage together as the locks rang off the immortal, we're going to make it. And this had put some sort of energy into I really need it. It was it was likely the best moment of the entire versus series so far. Um, by the way, they, by the way, the locks and um this are going on tour. Um, I would have to look up some dates about it and then probably get back to get back to you guys on that one. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> um there there was some memes um 
There were some memes that I wanted to actually look up, though, actually. So let me look up the memes in just a sec. Hold on. How much time do I have? All right. Okay. Um, memes. Okay, funny memes. Just a second, guys. From Versus. Locks versus Dipset. Okay. Um. So. Okay. So there was um. Oh, mean wordy moments. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> okay. Let's take a look at this though, man. Um. I'm actually gonna let's see if there's any um. All right, let me see, let me see. So there's some tweets, actually. Jadakus went through different hashtag verses and ran each one solo and... <laughs> uh, solo and with a crew. It's proper time we rewrite the books on how goddamn special he is at this rapping, performing, entertainment thing. Okay, <laughs> Jada Kiss out here collecting versus stones like Thanos. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man, among um the responses were those calling Jada Kiss MVP, while still others admonished their fellow fans to appreciate the rapper more. Oh man. So this this person by DJ First Class said, yeah, that shit was a Jadakus versus Dipset event. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, but Jadakus swept through Harlem like gentrification. <laughs> oh, Jadakus snatching Joel's Santana's bandana off was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> This comment from Tyler, the creator, is sending me into orbit. <laughs> uh, I think I got a crush on Jada Kiss and then in conference and voice control crazy and he aged well. Weesh. <laughs> okay. Um, Jada dropped this last year. He's still going hard. <laughs> now is a good time to listen to Jada Kiss last album, Ignatus. Um, if you haven't already, my son ain't missed a step. <laughs> I would never in my motherfucking life doubt Jadakiss again in anything ever. Jadakiss smoked fab and dip set by himself. Now, y'all understand why Kiss is top five dead or <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Jadakiss has chic and styles like this last week. <laughs> oh, week. Jadakiss wins MVP. Jadakiss 2021 versus 62 points, 23, 35, 13 rebounds, <laughs> field goals. <laughs> Jadakiss rap bars to Allen Iverson dribbling a basketball and this set thought they was going to beat that man in a versus. 
I don't want to hear that the culture won bullshit tonight. Jada Kiss and the Locks won, period. Yeah, you would yeah, you would say that, but but you know, overall, as I watched the versus battle, hip hop won, man. Like, you know, it's all about paying homage to New York, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't when I was watching it, I didn't really care too much about the the, the score. Of who who has the highest score? I didn't really care about it as long as um everybody's out there watching, you know, having fun and having a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, okay, so this person says Jada Kiss had a counter for everything. Joel's and this was the biggest mistake of the night for him. Said they didn't have any songs for for the ladies. Then Jada and Tech immediately went on a on a went on like a five song run with crazy big records that included Mariah, <laughs> incredible. The internet their set is gonna kill the locks. Yeah, yeah, we we kind of know kind of knew what happened here, man. That was kind of crazy though, but you know what though? Um, let me see. Let me see if there's any memes. I don't know if there's any more memes that I could look up, though, man. But let's see. There's got to be some memes, man. Um, Larson, wait. Hold on. You know what, though? I'll look up the memes some other time, all right? Um, this is what I'm going to do, man. This is going to be... Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the next topic right here, but this one is going to be pertaining to mass transit, which I haven't done in a long time. So, this next segment here is um. It's going to be called. I'm pretty sure. You guys haven't heard me do this for a long time. So this segment is called the New, the New York Mass Transit Files. And basically what that is, is basically talking about what's going on behind the scenes of the NTA, New York City Transit. Um, you have um, NICE bus, there's LAWR and MTA bus. But in this case, this has to do with the whole subway situation right here. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, um, subway watchers say MCA could plug staff holes by losing training wheels faster. Um, let me close this. With canceled subway trips piling up amid a shortage of trained operators and conductors, Transit union leaders are pushing the MTA to speed up training of new hires without sacrificing safety. MTA officials this week acknowledged that riders will likely continue to feel the effects for some time of a hiring freeze and rush of retirements that have thinned the ranks of subway workers and extended wait times on steaming platforms. Transport Workers Union Local 100 is talking with the MCA about the possibility of trimming some time off the up to eight months of training currently required of new train operators. 
In quote, <clears throat> we are all in favor of intensive and comprehensive qualifications for our trained operators. Eric Logo, a union vice president who represents trained operators and conductors, told the city. With that said, there is a part of the training curriculum that we could possibly do without. Specifically, the union wants the NCA to look at the two to three months that trainees spend moving out of service trains and subway yards and terminals. Known as Yard Extra, the training exercise is sandwiched, <laughs> sandwiched between months of classroom instruction and shadowing veteran trained operators on the job. <laughs> Sandwich. Hold on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, Logo said the time in the yards is outside. In importance relative to other forms of instruction for new train operators. Safety is always our foremost concern, but I don't think eliminating or reducing time spent in the yard extra program would compromise safety, Logo said. And quote, if anything, those two to three months could be replaced with a few additional weeks of yard or road posting, which provides a more direct instruction to the new employee. Cancellation running high. Yeah, that shit is crazy, man. Cancellations running high. I don't know, man. But that's not the answer right here, man. The union's push comes as um, as I'm reading this cancellations running high as commuters have hit have been hit hard by a surge of canceled trips. The city reported earlier this month that more than 10,000 subway trips were scratched in June because of crew shortages, more than doubled the number of canceled trips in January. New MTA documents from a Monday board meeting show that in June 7, in June 7,591 employees were working in subway service delivery a 15% reduction from November 2017. Sarah Paltz, age 32, of Brooklyn said she has repeatedly run into delays recently on the F and R lines because of a shortage of train crews. And quote, I get up at 5.30 to catch a train before 7 because I assume there will always be an issue, Peltz said. So I give myself a window. MTA officials blame the staffing shortfalls on a hiring freeze put in place at the start of the pandemic when ridership sunk alongside the agency's finances. We knew going into the hiring freeze that it would be difficult to dig out of, that we would need to be aggressive about how we were thinking about bringing on additional workers and how we were training them. Sarah Feinberg, who actually left, by the way, the 
interim president of New York City Transit said at Wednesday's MTA board meeting. Feinberg said that the MTA is trying to maximize class size while not cutting the any corners on safety, but acknowledged the agency is having more trouble recruiting employees than prior to the pandemic. As we go through the list and invite people to join a class of bus operators or train operators or conductors, we are not hitting the same numbers that we have in the past, she said. Chris Van um, <clears throat> Eakin of Transit Center, a research and advocacy organization noted that transit agencies globally are struggling with worker shortages. I don't know if anyone has quite figured it out yet, he said. Recruitment, hiring, and training haven't been able to keep up with the pace of retirements. This began pre-pandemic and has grown more urgent over the last year. Express training. A demand for workers has not translated to changes in training time for train operators at several other major subway systems around the country, some of which don't take even half the time as New York does to get new hires on track. Train operators on the T in Boston still receive seven weeks in training before moving on to approximately seven months of moving empty trains in yards and in and out of maintenance facilities. According to a spokesperson for the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority, a spokesperson for the Chicago Transit Authority said initial training for rail operators ranges from 43 to 51 days and that the CTA is not looking to shorten training time. On the London Underground, the training program for new to drivers lasts from 12 to 15 weeks. A transport for London spokesperson said with the amount of time, depending on which line they will be working. Okay, in 2018, the TWU called for a top-to-bottom review of requirement for subway operators after a group of veterans complained that trainees were being rushed into passenger service. Multiple, tra multiple transit sources pointed to the tightened training of the so-called microwave. <laughs> Michael, not microwave. <laughs> oh man, microwave mo motor men. Oh man, oh man, who were pressed into service a generation ago with ninety of instruction because of a rush of retirement. Take the time to train workers properly and let management take the blame for the personal screw-up, one source said. Um, the TWU's logo said that the new train operators would be better served by spending more time alongside veterans on, in, on trains and passenger service and said the lack of hiring during the pandemic will affect riders and workers well beyond Labor Day. 
when a wave of New Yorkers is expected to return to the workplace. We welcome new hires, he said, but because it takes so long to train them, we're probably looking at early next year before their impact is really felt. Man, man, that's crazy, man. This is some crazy shit that I'm hearing, man. Yeah, this is some crazy shit, man. And I and that creates commuter headaches. Of course it of course it creates commuter headaches though, man. But you know what? Yeah. And speaking of commuter headaches, um, I was gonna talk about this. Um, hang on a minute. All right. Um, commuter headaches from New York. Hang on a minute. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm probably gonna end up doing this. If I can't find any information on this, I'm gonna have to call tonight. Um yeah, commuter headaches for ENCA. All right. All right, I'll probably look into this some other time, but um, you know what? I'm going to end this right now, though, man. All the stuff that I read is probably going to create commuter headaches and stuff. So that's probably that's part of the story of, of what's going on, what's going down with the uh, with the NTA um, subway situation. So commuter headaches plays a role into all this cancellation trains and stuff. So I've been looking into pitches and stuff and um, stories about this. And this is pretty much how I sum up the commuter headache situation. Okay. With that being said, um, if you like what you heard today, um, feel free to show some love by by making a generous donation to my cash app, which is dollar sign G money stacks 555. That's dollar sign G M O N E Y to, to make a donation. Um, and also, okay. Dollar sign G M O N E Y S T A C K Z 555. Also another option is, um, my PayPal, which is, um, paypal.me slash Queens New York. Now, this is not about breaking the bank, guys. This is about whatever amount that you could afford will be appreciated. Um, also, I would like to say you can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram off the Meat Rat Chains and Y podcast with the same name, all in one word, on Facebook and Instagram, off the Meat Rat Chains and Y podcast, alongside with my other podcast show, which is on um, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, on Instagram as well, and alongside with my um, primary gram handle, G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York. Now we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the stream choices on the go. All right. So to listen to the episodes, we are on Anchor, we're on Audio Burst, we're on Breaker, 
Listen notes. Um, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podcast Attic. Um, we are on Pod Bay. We are on Pod Friend. We are on Pod Podorama. We're on Pod Chaser, Podcast Attic. We are on Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. And don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast episodes on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and last but not least, the YouTube. I need y'all to do y'all part on two, two channels for me. I need y'all to go subscribe to Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast YouTube page. And and the primary page where you see off the meat rack chains, New York podcast videos, episodes at Gene Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts for more video content so you can be, and also be sure to tap the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air live via live stream. Um, be sure to, to look out for upcoming episodes previous episodes that was recorded that will automatically be posted after the recordings on the YouTube channel page and be sure to like, be sure to leave a comment on the topics and the episodes. Be sure to download your favorite episodes. Be sure to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser and Podfriend. And what you thought about the episodes and the topics. And be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the videos alongside with um the alongside with sharing the podcast with your friends along with the audio streaming platforms that I just discussed. Now, listen, if you have a dream and you want to be a podcaster host and you would like to create a podcast, don't let anybody stop you, okay? The only way you could get get rid of the clown burgers slash clown hater ice cream junkies alongside with the online flizzies, aka internet thugs, is to eat them up like this. And, you know, this was a great show today, despite the, the butchering of certain words and stuff like that. I'm human at the end of the day. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to be a perfect host. I'm just trying to be my natural, organic self here. So um, for, all, for all you in YouTube right now, let me know what you think about the topics of what was discussed today and what we could to um, make it better as far as, you know, topics. Because right here, we're not, I'm not trying to do politics here. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, this is a place to actually, you know, get your mind off of the um, negativity of the, you know, political news and stuff. This is a space about, you know, you know, getting some laughs, some humor, you know, take your mind off of stressful events like your jobs, uh, whatever you're going through, 
you know, if you, if you're going through something on the inside, be sure be sure to reach out to friends, family members, your, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, wives, husbands, whoever you whoever you known for years. That person might be fine on the outside, but that person might not be on the inside. So you don't have to wait every year for mental health in May to actually reach out to somebody. And there is no good time to reach out to anybody. You just go with your you just go with your instincts and your heart desires. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, also, um, like I said, man, um, you can't please everybody. No matter what you do with your career, whatever you're trying to do, and you build a dream, and you know, and I spoke about ownership, how ownership is pretty important. So, so I want to say thank you to the listeners and the and the viewers on YouTube community that's been watching me grow. Um, about to head to the 60s of the future episodes. Um, about two two months away from a one year podcast anniversary, so stay tuned for that. I'm not sure what I'm gonna. I'm not sure how I'm gonna do it, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna say anything. That's gonna be um, a surprise. So I'm not gonna say what it is. So that's gonna do it, man. This was a great episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast episode 56, titled Jack Pocket. So, like I said, man, like if you miss any episodes whatsoever. Everything's already posted automatically. Um, and be sure to listen to the latest episode, 55, on streaming platforms right now, as I mentioned, the order streaming choices. So listen, man, I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. I'm out of here. Be sure to be careful out there. Be sure to be safe. Be sure to be able to protect yourself from any crazy diseases going on right now. And remember, just because you're healthy does not mean you're invincible to a fucking disease out there. All right? I'm going to say this again. Nobody is fucking invincible to a damn disease. So just don't be selfish and, and and please think about other people, including the disabled and, and along with other friends that's going through this mentally, physically, and spiritually. And you know something? Meditation actually helps, though. You know what I mean? I'm actually going to think about doing meditation myself. So um, anyway, anyway, that's it. G-Money clacking out. Peace and one love, man. And be safe and have a good night.
What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, and areas of the five boroughs. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app owned by Spotify. Why are you wasting your money on on a hosting site to promote your show and limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. It provides creation tools for you to edit, add music intros, outros, even background music, monetize, and distribute your podcast to streaming platforms. That way, you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes, the comedy entertainment unfiltered show about various topics in entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Plus my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, which is also on Anchor and streaming services as well. It's an entertainment review show about the bodies of work of music artists such as rappers, singers, movies, and TV shows to determine whether they are a classic, fire, and masterpiece. Here's a bonus I want to point out about another feature is that you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships with no minimum listenership. These are the important keys to make a podcast. If you like to create a podcast and be a host like I'm doing right now, all you got to do is download the free Anchor phone app on your phones, computers, tablets, and laptops, or you can check out anchor.fm to get a head start on your podcast right now. Take advantage of the opportunity thrown in your face. If I can reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you for listening to the tips on how to start a podcast. Let's go.